all the way from beautiful Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, by way of Sacramento, California, this is Kings in the North Podcast. And now, the starting two for your listening pleasure. Standing six feet four inches tall at a Jesuit high school, the half-Greek freak, Nick Economy. And standing six feet tall out of McClatchy High School, Big Baller Ben. Kings of the North Podcast is sponsored by Cash Considerations. For donations, head up our Patreon. Welcome back to the Sack Kings of the North Podcast. We are back for another week, uh, even though we probably don't want to be. So, uh, you want to just jump right in? Yeah, basically we're in a full tank mode. Yeah, we're we're loving for Lamella. Damn, there you go. Um, That's what it is. No, but seriously, um, we're kind of uh, trying to break down the first week of what we've seen um, out of the Sacramento Kings, honestly, not what I expected, not what I would have hoped for. Yeah, and then we'll, we'll after we break down this first week, we'll not a lot of positives. <laughs> yeah, especially with the team news, a lot of negatives there as well. And uh, yeah, well, uh, let's let's start with the the big Suns loss. So uh, the first game of the season on Wednesday, uh, that was the twenty second. That was the twenty third. Was it? Oh yeah, you're right. It was your birthday. That's yeah, right. a nice right L for the for the twenty fourth birthday. Yeah. Now, what what song is the twenty fourth birthday? Because you know, twenty two. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling twenty two. Yeah, that's true. I don't 23, know. Twenty three. What's my age again? Twenty four. Uh, old, old man over here. Yeah, seriously, old man. Look at your life. <laughs> that's that's a good one. Maybe that's the song. I'm just old. Yeah. But, um, uh, either way, I was I was really hoping for. Four quarters of Electric Kings basketball down in the Valley of the Sun. We got um, two. Yeah, oh, s- sort of. They finished out the first half on an on a you know an an okay note. Um, it could but, have been worse. We went into half with a lead. Yeah, but from there it was uh, really just terrible basketball. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, I mean, I I don't know. Like we should probably look this up, considering it's our quote unquote job. Yeah. But it seemed like, and you got to fact check me on this one. Yeah. It seemed like a fourth of our possessions ended in turnovers. Probably pretty close. Yeah. There were a lot of turnovers that came. And I like mean, that's to be expected in the first game we of the turned, season. We turned the ball over twenty six times. So if if you do the math, the average basketball game has about a hundred possessions. So the math checks out. There you go. I mean, so the eye test. Tells us that we were terrible, and the, the stats tell us back it up. Yeah, exactly. Um, like I said, that's to be expected from the first game. A lot of turnovers, but in, not at this volume, especially against. From, well, yeah, against the Suns, and then with your the guy that you're probably going to be paying next off season, Darren Fox, who you would hope would continue his form from last year. He had a quite a few dumb turnovers throughout that game. Yeah, it just seemed like... Kind of a theme for the week. I, yeah, I was just going to say, like, it, it seemed like the whole week, no one was really on the same page yeah. for more than a five-minute stretch. So oh. pretty frustrating to watch. Yeah, definitely. Um, another big key storyline out of the... the two, two key storylines in that game. Uh, DeAndre Ayton dinged with that huge 25-game PED suspension. Uh... But also, DeAndre Ayton injures three kings in one sequence-ish where he uh, stepped on De'Aaron's foot and then rolled bag or rolled Buddy's ankle and then blocked Which, blocked uh, Bagley and then broke his thumb. 
Yeah, I was like, at first I was actually super worried about Buddy. I, yeah. I thought he did something like real bad. He was coming up real to slow. his foot. Yeah. Turns out he he was doing fine, but the uh, second year budding superstar Marvin yeah. Bagley is going to be out four to six. Yeah. So that's not, obviously, what we were looking for out of the first game of the year. Yeah, definitely uh, not ideal. Uh, I think we should get some, like, financial compensation for the league, from the league. Yeah, we got to get that disability exception. Because... Uh, it's like a tenth of our cap. Because, right yeah, I mean, he just got injured from someone who was doing roids. Not yeah, not roids, but performance-enhancing drugs. Well, he might have been doing roids. We don't know. We can speculate all It's actually want. kind of... That's kind of nonsense, if you think about it. The fact that he got suspended or the fact that he got hurt by somebody yeah, doing Yeah, I mean, it's just an unfortunate sequence of events, but like... Series of events? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Copyrighted. Taken down. Anyway. That's why uh, I said sequence. Yeah. Smarter man. Anyway, it was. it is It is unfortunate, and I mean, it's frustrating because... He also played like, I was going to say, a, uh, a certain four-letter word. M- Marvin looked... Not fresh. No, he didn't look good. No, at all. The only person that really looked decent was Buddy. Yeah, and that was primarily in the first quarter. Yeah, he uh, really cooled off the rest of the game. If we go back to the stats, he led the team with twenty-eight points, uh, and everybody else was pretty trash. I believe nineteen of the points were in the first half. Yeah, and it it was just a it was a frustrating game. Uh, Leading us in minutes was Harrison Barnes. With 12 points as well, and we had four players in double figures, including Corey Joseph off the bench, who I think is a pretty solid addition from the offseason. Um, a really cold shooting night from De'Aaron, Bagley, and Bogdan. Yeah, Bogdan played terrible. That trio really, really struggled. Bogdan, I know, was one for ten. Yeah. Which is uh, pretty brutal, and it, it is a, an, an absolute opposite of how he played over summer for S- Serbia. Yeah. So uh, let's uh, let's trade for Jokic. That's what I'm. That's what I think. Maybe. Um, so you want to move on to uh, Friday night's matchup at home, the home opener at Golden One against the Portland Trailblazers. Yeah, sure thing. So this was another big L. Yeah, definitely <laughs> coming off. It was more expected than losing to the Suns. Suns sneaky good so far. Yeah, they've uh, they beat the Clippers, yeah. took the Nuggets to overtime. Obviously, beat the Young Kings. So, uh, they're, they're a dark horse. Yeah, for the 10th seed. Yeah. Um, yeah, so basically the Trailblazers game, again, not what we wanted to see from the uh, turnover department. Yeah. But, like, we've we've known this for the past couple of years. You, you really can't, well, at least the Kings, can never contain Damian Lillard. Yeah. And he went off for, like, 36, 35. He went off for 35. Yeah. So. They, I mean... That team is isn't great. Like they're a good regular season team because usually everybody on that team tries hard, uh, but like they're not anything special, especially in the West. Uh, they they had four players in double figures, including the second year Anthony Simons, who for some reason just loves to torch the Kings. Yeah, um, and outside of those four players, they had very limited. Uh, you know, production from any of their other guys. Yeah, I mean, this has kind of been a theme through the preseason in the first few games. Is like we come out, I wouldn't say, you know, on fire, but good enough to contend with any team yeah. in the league. Um, 
we had a lead through the first quarter. The game was tied through the second quarter, and then it was just the, the third quarter is what really swung the game. Yeah, I mean we, which always seems to kind of happen. It, it made the fourth quarter not, you know, a, a garbage time quarter, but it it really never got insanely close. Yeah, it was. It, it came within five points in the fourth quarter, but I I never felt that never. we were gonna you know run away with it. Yeah, and that's what was kind of. I don't know, like, disheartening is that I, th- this was the season where I wanted two things out of the, like, development of the team is that we don't have a third quarter meltdown and that if we are kind of rolling with the punches through the third and fourth quarter that we can make that jump, flip the, sw- the playoff switch, yeah. so to speak, with like six minutes left and take over a game. Yeah. And I just haven't felt like that through three games that that's possible by anybody on this team r- right now. Yeah, I mean, the the third quarter collapse has just been our trademark for the last, what, decade years? Yeah. Plus, decade but plus. Even even more so last year specifically. And I wonder if part of it is because this team is uh, – they run well in transition – and they're heavily uh, motivated by, like, you know, uh, just having having a bit of uh, momentum with them. Yeah. So when you go into halftime. Very, very downhill kind of play style. Yeah. And so once you go into halftime and it kills basically all momentum, they're coming out of half and they have to rebuild that momentum. And I think that's why we start off so slow, where these other teams have their starters who are, you know, a lot of teams are veterans and they have – older guys that know how to come out of a locker room and yeah, it's make just, adjustments. No, I mean, I completely agree with that. It's just, like, so interesting how it always seems like we start the first quarter f- f- fine. fast, yeah. It, it just seems like we could at least start the third quarter on a similar high note. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know. There's just something that this team as a whole has to figure out coming out of halftime. And... Like I said before, no one's coming for Luke Walton's head as of yet. It, it, it depends <laughs> on where you're looking. Well, I'm saying from myself. Yeah, but, that's fair. I mean, maybe he needs to step up the, the halftime kind of talk. Because I think that was like, other than the fact that he was butting heads with front office and yeah. Marvin Bagley, the elder. That and, I well, think and, that was And Buddy Heald yeah, and Bagley Jr. That's and, true. Well, butting heads with everyone. I think that's, that wasn't Darren. I think that that's. Or White. That's true. I think that that was one thing that that Dave last year like was one of the many things he was let go for. Yeah, was that he just couldn't get all everything out of the players. That you know wasn't a quote unquote players coach. Yeah, definitely. And I, I mean, you'd hope to see a bit of improvement out of that facet from Luke. But I think even if there is an improvement in that area, it's going to take a while for no, his agree. offense to catch up. Yeah. And you know, so I, I I do agree with your what you said last week with how we should give him at least a full season. Yeah, hundred percent, not longer. And it, it's not Rome wasn't built in a day. The Warriors weren't built in a day, except for the second time when they got KD in one night. Yeah, it seems like they're falling in a day though. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. It's great. We'll come back to wonderful that in the time. news, but. 
Anyway, it, it's been a rough week. Let's get to the the roughest game of the week. Yeah, uh, this was uh, this was the uh, Utah Jazz kind of coming out party. They, yeah, both teams were on the second night of a back to back in Utah, and you can tell that they were a lot more. They're just like a, a step ahead, maybe they're, they're two like steps a, ahead. Yeah, they're. I'd say they're a grizz, not a grizzled veteran team, but they have a lot of good veteran pieces. Yeah, between Rudy Gobert, Mike Conley, now Joe Ingles, like that's a that's a good solid squad. So, I think, uh, I mean, they, they do have the young feature piece at Donovan Mitchell, but they have enough veteran leadership to not have some of the struggles that we Yeah, facing. 100%. I think, I mean, you can Both see that. Both a great coach. Quinn Snyder. Yeah. One of the top. Looks crazy, but yeah. good coach. Looks like a Mormon. Fits in well. Yeah, I mean, honestly, this game was over at halftime. Yeah. Where we down like 24, 25 Somewhere points. Like that, yeah, I think yeah. 25 points. And it was... Um, Again, we only scored 16 points in the second quarter and 17 points in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not going to do it against any team in the no. in the association. So there was a lot of uh, Caleb Swanigan in the fourth quarter. Love him. Love the guy. Thick boy Swanigan. Yeah, I mean, if you just kind of look at the like the game flow on ESPN, it's like a, a stagnant purple line, and then yeah. the, the kind of dark blue-black just line is just shoot exponential out. growth. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's we a only, great term. Love it. We only scored eighty-one points, so yeah, it was pretty brutal. It was not a good, not a good day, not a good day at the office at all. Um, um, the one one feature piece of that game was uh, you, you, I'm a, you had talked to me about it before off air with the old uh, other Bogdanovich. What, what what was he going to be looking like? Yes, and, uh, he looked really solid. He missed the the night before his game against the uh, Lakers for the Jazz. He had sprained his ankle and. I mean, the Jazz looked pretty bad in that game. I don't know if you yeah. saw any of that. They ended up with, like, 84 points. Yeah. But, I mean, the Lakers scored 92, so it wasn't, like, really a great game at all. Um, but, yeah, I think he, he, he had a pretty good night at the office uh, yeah, had, coming had, off that night rest. He had 26 and hit five threes. Yeah, and, I, I mean, I wouldn't say he's the better Bogdanovich, but he's definitely the more established NBA Bogdanovich at this point. Yeah, no, for sure. Um one interesting thing on the on the stats front that was just kind of uh, jumped out is that Utah shot under sixty percent from the free throw line. Yeah, which is just wild. It, that's like some Sacramento Kings. Yeah, that's like right ter- that's really terrible. We shot under forty percent from the field. I think we shot like thirty nine. Yeah. It was a uh, thirty nine point four or something like that. How about thirty? Try thirty seven. Ooh, that's not that's not what the people want at all. That's a, you gotta you gotta take better looks than that. More Daryl Morey would be tearing his hair out. He's banned from China and the NBA. So there you go. He's gone. I think the uh, the one last thing I have to say about this game is that looking back at it, you know it's bad when the leading scorer for the Sacramento Kings is Dwayne Dedman with eleven points. Yeah, it's not a good look. I like Dwayne Dedman. I I liked him in the preseason a lot. I I was not impressed by. His play at all this yeah. week. He had a, he had a rough week. He looks, and again, it's a new player with a very young, fast team. But he just looks like I don't know. It's a step sl- behind is maybe the right phrase, but just really looks out of it. Like it's again the off season. Sorry the um, the preseason is short. Training camp is short. We're th- we're three games in. Um, we're trying to uh, 
dump all the all the water out of the side of the dinghy as fast as possible, kind or of bailing, thing. Or bailing water. Exactly. But, yeah, I mean, if, if Dwayne Dedman's the high scorer at uh, 11, mm. it look, you know. It's not a good look, especially with the, the amount of firepower that this team is supposed to have. We should we should be putting up some better numbers in that. A hundred percent, and it's not like the loss of Marvin Bagley is should is going to impact. Oh yeah, the score a, enough to, you know, we should be able to score a hundred points on any, any given yeah. night. Yeah. Um. So just to have eighty one is not I don't know, very frustrating. So just to kind of wrap up uh, this segment, recapping the the last really tough week. Uh, Nice little stat I saw tweeted out by Ben Golliver. He uh, writes for the Washington Post. Ben Dover. Yeah, yeah. classic. Um, so this was tweeted out, was that yesterday? The 20, oh no, Sunday or Saturday night at 8.15 p.m. Uh, the Kings had had two losses by 25 or more points. And at that point, no other team had lost by 25 points or more. So it was only the Kings. Twice. Uh, twice. In three games. Yes. Uh, that did change. Other, and the other game, just sorry to interrupt, was yeah. also double digits. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, it, it was 10, I think. Right? Yeah, exactly. So it uh, wasn't a good look to start the season, especially not for the new regime. Um, that did change, though, with yesterday's loss with the Golden State Warriors. They were down like 40 points at half. That was an awful showing. Talk about Rome falling in one day. Yeah, that's – you really love to see it. Yeah, definitely. Um it's. I think I just can't wait for that thing to completely implode. Yeah. Um, maybe Draymond punches Steve Kerr. Maybe uh, Draymond kicks him in the nuts. That's true. That's, that's more, his move. more likely. More that's likely. That's his move. Sure. We got D'Angelo Russell on the phone in the locker room. It's yeah. this is this is. It's it's a video of Steph licking somebody else's feet. Yeah, and then and then Aisha comes in from the top rope. Yeah. This is exactly how the Warriors are going to fall. He heard it here first. This sort of. Um, a segue into the next week, but it's more of just like a question that popped up into my head yesterday that mm-hmm. I thought I'd ask on the podcast for the first time. New content. You can't answer. The answer can't be both. Yeah. What do you think is more likely happening this week and in the in the near future with this team? That one, it's early. We're not meshing, and we've lost Marvin Bagley. Yeah. Or two. We're not the dark horse candidate to win 40 games. That teams have figured us out. That's a good question. Um, I mean, because the easy answer the is both. both. Yeah, but I'm is, saying what's one. I definitely get lean closer to the first okay. option. That's uh, more optimistic. <laughs> losing Bagley does take us out of that 40 game projection. Yeah, 100. percent But I think I mean I'd say it's more more of column A than B. You know, it's going to take a while for Luke and then also Igor and whoever else to install their half-court offense. Damn, Igor. Yeah. <laughs> Koshkov. That's funny. Um, and then, but then the, also... The, the henchman. Yeah. <laughs> that's, Igor that's, from uh, Young Frankenstein. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think it's going to take some time for some of these new guys to slot in. I mean, Dwayne Dedman, his game is built around pick and pop on offense. He can roll as well, but he's not... He's not a transition runner like uh, Willie was last year. He just doesn't have this, the athleticism yeah. in that respect. Um, and then when it comes to some of the, the guys that have been around, like uh, Harrison Barnes and 
are core guys, they need to figure out how they're going to incorporate some of these other guys into their offense and also figure out this new offense that the coaching staff is going to be installing. Yeah. Um, I think our biggest struggle, which same problem last year, was in not just in crunch time but in general, the Kings struggle to find their footing in a half-court offense. And even this year it's already shown. Which is, which is like been proven time and time again is like how you win at the highest level. Yeah, I mean, if you go to the playoffs, you're not winning without a half-court offense. Yeah. Even if it's just an ISO. Like that's, ISO that's kind Joe. of how. Even if it's ISO Joe. Yeah, RIP got cut from the uh, Pistons. Damn. Didn't, didn't make the, the roster. Going back to the big three. But, yeah, it, you, you need a balance of being able to run in transition and score point, the easy points, but also being able to grind it out and, you know, grit and grind, score those half-court half offense points, and be effective in the half-court. So I think it'll take some time, little by little, you know. Uh, step by step. Yeah, well, it'll be there. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that statement that it's more so – that it's early and we've lost Bagley. I think the counterpoint that teams have figured us out is kind of linked to, in my mind, linked to the fact that we don't have Marvin Bagley. That was like such a big addition to the offense. You can, the guy can do virtually anything on the offensive side of the ball. So it just takes away what I was expecting to be 15 points a game. Obviously, that's going to be distributed elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Maybe Corey Joseph gets an extra bucket, Trevor Reza. You never know yeah. what, what's going to go down. But I think it, especially with Bagley in the starting lineup, to like just to lose a starter for four to six weeks in the first week of the year is so unfortunate that it, it allows other teams – to game plan around everyone else that's left. It's just a lot yeah. easier for other teams to dissect our half-court offense, which in the first three games has been non-existent. Yeah, yeah. It's going uh, it's to be... So I, I tried not to answer both, So, but, but I kind of did. It was my question. Uh, yeah, it, it's it, my, it, it'll take some time. I can do what I want. But I, 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 believe in, I believe in our coaching staff. I believe in the team. I think we'll we'll get there eventually. Okay, so the perfect segue into next week. We have four games, and realistically, three of them are winnable because one of them is yeah. the Jazz at home. Yeah. Um, we also have the Nuggets, which in Denver, right? I think it's yeah, in- I believe so. Uh, no, it's it's in Sacramento. Damn. Denver at home, then we have Hornets at home, and then we the, have the Jazz, Jazz at, at home, and then we're at e- MSG. Yeah, there you go. There it is. Okay, so three home games to round out the little. Uh, mini home stand and then we start a uh, little, little road trip but yeah, we'll, we'll east coast east coast trip east three, coast swing three games as well um so let's let's go over that first matchup of next week we have the nuggets at home nuggets are currently undefeated that is tonight if uh if you're listening to this on the day of its release the night of uh october 28th um, you know the the Nuggets are the to- a top six team in the West. Yeah, I'd I'd really even put them at like three. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'd go that far. I think I mean, obviously I'm gonna stand with that. I think they're at three. 
Yeah, they struggled a lot with Phoenix, which was interesting. But they they but have so some, did, but so did everyone else. Yeah, it's true. They're Phoenix number one in the West. Yeah. Um, they're a, you know who is number one at the West right now, the Timberwolves. Oh, that's ridiculous. Three yeah. and I watched I watched the game against the Nets last week. Yeah, that was a fun one. Um, but the the Nuggets are really deep and like sneaky deep. Yeah. With the the addition of Michael Porter Jr., who didn't play at all last season, and a Ben the, Simmons rookie, a yeah. Blake Griffin rookie. Yeah. And uh, some addition by subtraction. Of getting rid of Isaiah Thomas. That's true. Uh, former king, but also former washed. He's like <laughs> he's been washed so many times. He's getting holes from the spin cycle. Exactly. Very nice. He's a uh, he's, he's he should just retire. Anyway, they're they're a good team. They have the big threes, Colin. Yeah, seriously. For him, it's the little three. Exactly. Because uh, he's five eight now, not five nine. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, th- that team is that Nuggets team is really good. Jokic is. I, I mean, if he plays as he did last year, he's an MVP candidate, without a doubt. I mean, and, and so far this year, he's averaging like 22, 13, and 8. Yeah. So, obviously, it's only like two or three games, but and it's still know, just wild. He looks good for all those thick bods. Yeah. He makes, uh, he makes the fluff look good. Good call. Good. So, got to support him. You got to support Mike Malone, wrongly fired from the Kings because of meningitis. Yeah, so, true. Uh, this is always uh, an interesting game, too, because it draws a lot of uh, international acclaim with the whole Serbian squad. Yeah, that's true. A lot of fans Serbian up in the Serbian Heritage Night. Yeah, exactly. I was just about to say, a lot of fans up in the arena for that. Um, yeah. So if you're a Serb, get out there. Yeah. And even if you're not. Just go and support the lads. My, I, I, I don't know if I haven't gotten confirmation of my family would be there. But they're uh, definitely thinking about going. Yeah, so we got uh, tickets as low as 18 bucks. so get out there. Pretty and, solid. Yeah, and... Uh, Watch us lose, probably. 100%. Uh, and then on Wednesday, we have the visiting Charlotte Hornets. New look. Yeah, and well, I swear to God, if we don't win this game... Yeah. I, I, I really don't know what's going to happen. They're really but, bad. But... It's like a bunch of whites and Terry Rozier. Yeah, you don't want that. Yeah, it's not. That's not Terry a recipe. That's playing like 38 minutes. That's not a recipe for success. No, it's not good. Uh, so, but somehow they got to win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they beat who they beat. I watched that the end of that game. It was another really bad team. It was. Uh, that was their first game of the year, right? Yeah. Who'd they play? It was it the Bulls? I think it was the Bulls. It, it was really bad. They, Jamie, Jamie, pull that up. Yeah. Uh, Chicago Bulls. Here we go. Yeah, they lost to the Bulls uh, by – or they beat the Bulls by one. Okay, there you go. It was a pretty awful game to watch, honestly. I don't know why I watched it. I think it was like the only one that was on that wasn't blacked out in Canada. So uh, it got my my NBA uh, league pass tune-in. But, yeah, it was, it was pretty awful. I had to bleach my eyes afterwards. <laughs> uh, so hopefully we can, you know, scrap out a win against Michael Jordan's Fanboys, yeah. awful team, really, really just terrible. I mean, there's nothing more to say than like their their centerpiece is Terry Rozier, yeah, Malik Monk. Like they have they have nothing. Frank Kaminsky, yeah, Kuzminskis, <laughs> classic. I don't even know if they have a Zeller anymore because one of them went to the I don't Hawks. Think they do. Yeah, damn, they they really got nothing. Day. But I've been yeah. to the stadium in Charlotte, and it's like it's cool because on the Top of like the jumbotron, they got a real old-fashioned. Sh- uh, pardon my French. Uh, they, they have a terrible jumbotron, basically. Yeah, it's awful. And on top of it is like a little like what you would make, you know, in your like 
grandpa's, you know, like, shed. Yeah, the shack. Exactly. Like, you're doing, like, a huge train, model train project. Uh, that's tight. And it's, like, on top of their Jumbotron, or, like, not-so-Jumbotron. and like Medium-tron? Yeah. No, it's, it's actually, it's, it's pretty cool. I, I, I was V-tron. a couple Christmases ago. I was in town visiting some family. Let me tell you. Yeah. And uh, we saw a Hornets and Celtics game. Oh, that sounds horrible. And yeah, it it, it wasn't that good. But <laughs> nobody knows who won. Yeah. But it was cool. The 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 stadium was interesting. So yeah, I have a nice little Bobcat story going yeah. way back. Yeah. Saw them play the Warriors at Oracle, and that mm. was an awful game. I think it was like less than thirty points in the first quarter. Damn. Combined. There you go. This was back before. This was like 20, 2009, but when both teams were just atrocious. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was a fun, fun one. That could have been. Um, who was the dude for Gonzaga with the stupid stash? White. No clue. You know what I'm talking about? No. He had the cra- he had the he had the dumb hair. Yes, yeah, he's, he's he's white. They went to Gonzaga. They obviously have dumb hair. Damn! What the hell? Can't think of it. Anyway. No, you got. We got not, a, not Kelly Olynyk. No, of course not. Yeah. For way further back. Yeah, this is going to kill me. You you think of that? We'll go on to uh, the third matchup of the week, which we mentioned is the Jazz at home. Uh, again, very winnable game. They they like they came out hot. We came out cold. They had the altitude. We suck and we lost. So let's not do those things and let's win at home. Obviously, they got the Stifle Tower in Rudy Gobert. He's a, a good defensive player, but really short. Adam Morrison. Oh, Morrissey? Yeah. Like the band? Adam Morrison. That's, that's, that, I, re- I recognize the name. That was, that was that Bobcats team. Yeah, it was bad. With those weird, like, powder blue jerseys. Yeah, those were cool jerseys. Powder blue with the orange highlights. Yeah, exactly. Re- weird we color go. scheme, but cool jerseys. Uh, anyway, Jazz... They're not good. Shout out to Gonzaga basketball. Always a huge laugh in the tournament. Yeah. <laughs> Always a huge L in the tournament, yeah. too. Uh, no, I think the Jazz are sneaky good, but, like, they haven't been convincing outside of that the game they beat us. They haven't been, like, dominant yet. Yeah. No, 100%. I like would have said, that was, their, that was their, like, coming out party. Let's see yeah. if they can hold that. Maintain. Hot. Exactly. Um I think I think before the season, I mean, I even thought the same thing with the, that they would be a dark horse for the finals in the West. I think they're like on paper one of the most talented teams, especially with the coaching staff that they have. But they, outside of that one game, really haven't shown it yet. Obviously, it's still early in the, the season, but who knows what what may come, what the season may hold for them. So I think this is a very winnable game for us. I think we see them one more time after this, maybe two. Um, yeah, I mean, we, but it's weird to get these games out so early. Yeah, I mean, uh, we'll take it because they're halfway decent. So get them out yeah. in the beginning. Well, hopefully we have our schedule built like theirs usually is, where the second half is stupid easy. Yeah, but then t- talking about stupid easy. Yeah, the only the two teams at the bottom of their respected conferences. Yeah, clash sun- Sunday evening Eastern afternoon Pacific. 3 p.m. Pacific, Madison Square Garden. I don't know why I the cadence is like that. Basically, yeah, we're gonna we're, we're playing the Knicks. Um, I know this can't be a Sunday game because you know who has it on Sundays, Billy Joel every Sunday. But it is a Sunday game. We've moved him. Damn, we got him out of there. Damn, see you, Joel. That's 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 actually see pretty you, William. <laughs> William Joel. 
What a man. Yeah, we're playing the Knicks. You know, they got the young uh, R.J. Barrett. Yeah, they got Frankie Smokes. They got, uh, who's that other point guard? De- Dennis Smith Jr.? Yeah. And then they have nobody else, really. That, Either that way. is weird. Look. They got Marcus Morris stolen from the Spurs. That's true. And then one of the funniest offseason storylines, uh, they have like nine power forwards on that roster. It's, it's a weird team. They shouldn't be good, and they aren't. Yeah, so we could go into that game 0-6, um, which is, you know, could happen. Yep, definitely. I'm expecting we go 2-2 two and two this week, though. I think we're going to beat, the, obviously, the Knicks. Yeah. I think we're going to beat the Hornets. And I think we're going to take um, Denver. I think we're going to take them to the wire. And then I think we're going to get blown out again by the Jazz. Classic, yeah. Uh, well, I have two nice little questions before we go into our next segment here. Number one, it's a nice little fun one. Uh, I like fun ones. What do you think happens first? The Kings win a game. No. Or the Niners lose a game. Oh. Um, well, probably the Kings win a game. Just because they play more often. Because when do we play Charlotte? Wednesday. On Wednesday? But 0-6 is a possibility. That's true. Well, who do the Niners have next? They play the Rams in LA? No. Yeah. Maybe it's the Cardinals this weekend. And the next weekend is Seattle. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm going to th- I'm gonna say the Kings win a game first. Uh, that's just, pretty, just because they had a good season. They they look good. The, not the Kings, the Niners. Yeah, they're, they're, they got they got that top top one point five defense. Yeah, they're not the <laughs> Patriots, but they're close. Uh, so, you know, that, that's the first question. The second question. Say this, but just form, yeah, to, to to just to definitively, I sounded hesitant before. Yeah. The Kings are going to win a game before the Niners lose a game. All right, that's a good nice clarification. Okay. Uh, Second question. Not a fun one? Not as fun. <gasps> no. Would you rather the Kings no. come in second to last in the division? Or in the conference? In the conference. 14th of 15th. 14th. But don't come in last in the division. So, like, the Sun. fourth out of five. The Suns or the Warriors. One of the two. Is 15th. Or would you rather be, like... No, I really want the Warriors to be 15th. Would you rather <laughs> win the, the conference but not make the playoffs? Like, somehow that happens. Somehow, like, everybody gets hurt. We get out of here with, like, 41 wins. But then there's eight other teams. You mean win the division? Yeah. 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 That one. Okay. I always get the division and conference mixed up. So it's not be last in the division. Yeah. But we're 14th. Yeah. Or be first in win the division. division and miss the playoffs. Yeah. Which is possible. It is possible after the rule change, after the Clippers. Yeah. It's like 2013. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. I mean, if we're going to miss the playoffs either way, I really want the Warriors to be last in the conference. Yeah. Well, so. It probably happened in either scenario. That's true. Um, yeah. I mean, if we're going to miss the playoffs either way, I don't want to be that cl- I don't want to be that close. I, I want to drag I want to be the Titanic dragging all those people down in the water with me. Yeah. That's a, so, that's a good one. So I'm picking that. Yeah, that was, a, that was a nice little thought I had the other night. Yeah. Nice little thought experiment. Um so we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. And we're back. I hope you liked that uh, message from our sponsor. And if you didn't, that's okay too. If and if you don't want those anymore, just send us money. Pay yeah. us. Because that's what they're doing. Directly. So, uh, yeah. So, we got a little bit of team news here, specifically for tonight's matchup against the Nuggets. 
Harry Giles the third and Marvin Bagley the third are both out. Obviously, Bagley broken thumb, and Giles his knee is still bothering him, which is worrying. Uh, I mean, every uh, every game he kind of misses is you know worrying a hundred percent. But it's like it just. It just to me, it's like it's early in the season. It's like interesting, yeah, more so than worrying. Yeah. Once we hit about ten games, twelve games, then then it's I'm worried. Yeah, I mean he's uh, he's going into week two of not playing on the of the regular season, so that's not not good for the old heart. Um, <laughs> other other bits of team news we mentioned: Bagley uh, broken thumb, probably out four to six weeks. Uh, other than that, not a lot of news. Uh, something that we did gloss over very briefly was uh, over summer, uh, Buddy Heald put together a campaign for uh, hurricane relief for his home country of the Bahamas. So if you have the chance to support that, definitely go out, make some donations, make some phone calls, you know, do the whole the whole nine yards. Do uh, you have any other pieces of team news here? Um. I don't know, there's not that much. It's been just a, I'm I'm really tired of the broadcast showing Bill Walton on the sideline. That's yeah, weird. Yeah, I I don't even enjoy, the Instagrams highlighting it. I don't enjoy that. He's a weird dude. Yeah, not a fan. It, he'd be a fun hang though. Really fun guy to hang. I don't know. I feel like I'd get tired of him after like 15 minutes. Think about just like getting real baked, hanging out with him, and then you're just like talking about some old basketball stories. He played with Larry Bird, dude. He's a, he has some great stories. Yeah, nice. that, that that's true. Won I mean, you, you always, NBA you, titles. Yeah, you always forget that he was just a league MVP. <laughs> yeah, he also he also graduated from law school. It's a really weird dude. But, yeah, uh, really weird. Always yeah. wearing a Grateful Dead T-shirt. I saw him at a Grateful Dead concert at least once. <laughs> so, uh, all right, yeah. it was a nice little fun fact. Dead and Company. I've seen them too, but not. This was at the Dead Grateful Dead's farewell tour. Oh, of course. In in Santa Clara. Oh yeah. You can spot him because he's like a foot taller than everybody else yeah, around him. That's true. Anyway, uh, in league news, we mentioned DeAndre Ayton facing up to a 25 game suspension for uh, the appearance of diuretics in his uh, urine. Uh, in the words of uh, whatever that means, it's basically he's flushing his system. Yeah. Uh, in the words of, uh, what's his face? The dude from TNT. Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley. The league was so shocked the Suns won that they had to, had to test him. Yeah, exactly. Immediately after. Which is actually really funny. Yeah. It's, a uh, it's great. It's a good one. Talking about Charles Barkley, uh, SB Nation, great video right now about why he never won a title. Uh, have you seen that one yet? Um, well, I've it's been, untitled. yeah, I've been re- recommended to watch it every hour on the hour, yeah, but it's pretty good. It's all great. right. I'll, I'll take, I'll take a watch. I mean, yeah. I already know why. Cause so. it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that was a, that was a nice little v- video. So if you haven't seen that yet, go watch it. It's not really like news per se. It's just like what is happening in the NBA. But one thing that's like, I've really enjoyed watching this this young season so far is Trey Young. Yeah, he's been really good. Dude's been going just, off. He just got announced as the uh, Eastern Conference yeah. Player of the Week. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's news. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and Cat uh, was named Western Conference Player of the Week. Yeah. For, you know, that first place start that they've had. Um, I think the last little bit, not again, not really news, but kind of noteworthy is that this coach's challenge that they've introduced this year kind of sucks. Yeah, it's not I'm not a fan. It really slows down the game. In in like the worst possible way. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it, not great. Because you can, like, once two, you know, it's kind of like in football where once two minutes hits. It's just go to the booth. Exactly. Like, there's, it's really unnecessary to challenge, to have the opportunity to challenge some things and then not challenge everything. Because yeah. it makes the calls that they, it highlights the calls that they get wrong so much more. Yeah. If you can only challenge one thing. Especially, like, it makes more sense in football where there's way less possession. Oh, I think way so, less too, scoring, yeah. Where, like, two points isn't going to swing most basketball games. Or, or, like, it's sometimes it's not even, like, it's just a possession. Yeah. It's not even, like, a basket. It's Yeah, it's, it's pretty inconsequential in the long run. Um, I mean, my whole thing is, like, if you're going to, if you're going to make what they should have just done is expand the, uh, like, booth review two-minute thing to, like, the whole fourth quarter and then yeah. just call it a day there. Or even just, like, have a booth guy just, like, shouting shit down at, at the uh, at the, the referees. And, like, you know, instead of just have a guy, like, constantly monitoring the game. Which it already happens anyway. Yeah. I don't know why they don't utilize, like, all the resources they have for replay. Yeah, it's it's kind of frustrating. Ithaca? Is it Ithaca? Secaucus? Secaucus, that's what it is. I knew it was some random New York. Oh, Get on that. It's New Jersey. Yeah, it's still trash. Yeah. So, uh, that's about it for league news. Do you have any, anything else to share that yeah. you brought for show and tell this week? Didn't uh, someone came in hot with an MRI on the on the Blazers, though, was it? Uh, Zach, was Zach Collins. Collins. Yeah. Hey, dislocated shoulder. Shoulders mm-hmm. out. Uh, no but, no timetable for his return yet. Yeah, no, no real, like, huge... You know, no, no day one injuries like Gordon Hayward. Uh, so that's except for Marvin Bagley. Yeah, I mean he he wasn't a snap leg though. Yeah. So nothing major yet, but uh, we'll we'll see how this young season progresses uh, the next couple of weeks. Uh, so that takes us to everybody's favorite segment uh, with the twist. One <laughs> cinema, what song? Uh, no, what city? What cinema? There you go. As we've all messed up once before now. Uh, yeah, so this week we have four games, we have four cities. So we let's, have uh, four films slash... We have eight films. That's each. true, four each. So uh, let's start with Denver for our first cinema. What do you have? What did um, you bring for show and tell? Yeah, so I'm picking Blades of Glory. Nice. Because great one. the opening scene takes place in Denver. Nice. And it's funny because Will Ferrell calls it the city by the bay. So yeah. it's always stuck with me. It's great. <laughs> it's a good one. Uh, yeah, I want I want a little more abstract. Uh, I went with Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Classic. Doesn't really have much to do with uh, Denver, but you know, Colorado and Harold and Kumar go hand in hand. That, that works. I like that. All right. So the Hornets they uh, play in Charlotte. So I'm picking the Patriot. Nice. Great one. Which is like Mel Gibson. Uh, of course, Heath yeah. Ledger. Like the whole squad's up in that one. So, yeah, what this has to do with Charlotte is... Uh, what if Heath Ledger had a brother named Keith? That's, Keith Ledger. That's pretty funny. Uh, what this one has to do with Charlotte is basically Mel Gibson's character, and it, it could just be based off of Mel Gibson's life. You never no. really know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's, it Mar- might not be anti-Semitic enough. Yeah, well, he just uh, gets with his sister-in-law. Uh, so it's so just kind of weird and yeah. funky. So, it's pretty Mel Gibson. But, yeah, so they moved a family to Charlotte when he starts uh, banging his sister-in-law. Nice. Weird. <laughs> there you go. Uh, cool, yeah, I went with Leatherheads because apparently it takes place in Charlotte. Okay. Never seen the movie. Neither have I. I've, I've heard it's good-ish. I just know it's got your boy Clooney in it. Oh, uh, okay. And it also has Jim from The Office. <laughs> oh, right. 
But uh, yeah, there's no no part of me that really wants to see this movie. Yeah, I don't know. So watch Old it. Tell book everyone book. else. Watch it. Tell yeah, us how it give is. Give us a review. Five hundred words. Book report. There we go. So. All right. So uh, the Utah Jazz. I'm picking Ray. Nice. Um, for obvious reasons that are linked to jazz, jazz but yeah. also because um, uh, sometimes it looks like the uh, referees are blind. Yeah, so that's good. There we go. Yeah, you went you went team nickname. I went player nickname, and I went with a, a recent classic, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, uh, animated hit from 2018, Oscar-winning yeah. hit. It broke the Disney streak of animated films. Which was great. You, we can always use it with a little less Disney. Uh, so yeah, that was a good one. I ended up, uh, I really liked that movie and, uh, Donovan Mitchell is a fun player to watch. Yeah. There you go. Spider Mitchell. So yeah. We got the spider versus the fox in that one. That's a good one. All right. And so the Knicks again, you know, it's kind of like LA or whatever. There's like a plethora of, uh, films and songs and everything. So there was too much to pick. So I just picked, uh, one of my favorite movies of all time. I picked Gangs of New York. It's a good one. With, uh, it's got Cameron Dan- Diaz. Yeah, it's got. Well, that's not who I was going to say no. first, but <laughs> but she does an awful accent. Yeah, it's it's pretty funny. So you know, it, you got Daniel Day Lewis, you got Leo, you got Scorsese directing it, and uh, it's a classic period piece that yeah. um, get out. If you haven't seen this movie, you're I don't know where you've been living. Uh, what rock? Well, I haven't been, seen it. So. Uh, what rock you've been living under? This one. Exactly. We're in my home, so that's why. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, I went, I went in a different direction. This movie actually features a finals matchup between the Knicks and the Kings. It is How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Classic. Uh, with the most improbable finals matchup. This is when both teams started doing real bad. It's a, a little bit before. It's, it's 2003. The Kings were still decent. The Knicks were still... Eh. The Knicks were still the Knicks. The Knicks were a franchise. <laughs> the Knicks were still owned by James Dolan. <laughs> That's true. But, uh, yeah, so this this one features a nice Kings-Knicks finals matchup. Yeah. Which we'll never see actually in our lifetimes because that won't happen. Yeah, that that r- probably won't actually. I think it's more likely that a meteor destroys New York City than that happened. Yeah, I'll take those odds. Yeah. So uh, that's it for this week's What City, What Cinema. Uh, send in your cinema requests at... Kings of the North Pod at gmail.com. Until next week when we have a whole new set of cities and a whole new set of cinemas. Yeah. Uh, do we have anything else for uh, this episode, this edition of the pod? Um, let's just get a win. That's yeah. kind of it. Yeah. You know, we, we can't do anything else but hope. And we're hoping a whole lot here. Hope's, I'm, I'm hoping solo. So, we'll see. Shout out to Hope Solo. Yeah. Uh, well, for this episode... Uh, it's been great. Thanks for sticking around. If you've listened this far, send us emails. If you listen this far, you're insane. Yeah, write us a review on Apple uh, Podcasts and uh, send us money. Ben, what's your Venmo? Um, my name. Yeah, that's so, it. It's, I think it's my email. Ben yeah. Blanchard ten twenty three. There it is. But hit me up. Hit him on Ven- Venmo. Got to fund this podcast. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Adios. <laughs> Thank you.